Welcome to the Ambition Incubator podcast. Whether you're a seasoned professional, entrepreneur, or keeping your edge sharp until the time is right to launch your master plan, you're in the right place. I'm here to share with you what I learned on my quest to find the best techniques to elevate your potential and master the art of success. I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. As an entrepreneur, I've built and supported successful businesses for nearly two decades. In this podcast, you'll hear about the tools developed at the cutting edge of what we know about human biology and intelligence, and the people who use them. Stay tuned to hear about neuroscience concepts and hacks, and interviews with experts that will help improve your game. This, my friend, is where we take it to the next level. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in. I am delighted to have you with us today for this very special episode. You know the way they say that you are what you eat? Well, they also say that you are what you think. So what happens when you think about what you eat? Well, today I'm joined by my very special guest, my first guest on this podcast, actually, Robert Cavalier. Now, Robert's a man who knows a thing or two about the importance of both what you eat and how you think about it, or more often, how we don't think about it. And today he's going to share some of his professional insights with us and also how his journey has been affected by these two topics. Robert, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us. To begin with, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So I'm Robert Cavalier. I'm a certified nutritional therapy practitioner. And what that means is that I help people recognize nutritional deficiencies and we identify what we should be eating to help address that. So if you're experiencing things like... um, skin conditions, digestive issues, brain fog, headaches. The reason for that is because your body's not getting something that it needs or it's getting too much of what it doesn't need. So I help individuals recognize what they should be eating based upon their signs and symptoms. So mm. it's, it's truly changing work and I'm excited to dive into that with you today. Thanks. Um, so for from your own point of view, Obviously, this became something that you were intrigued by or you were prompted to look into more at a certain point. Um, Can you tell us why that became an issue for you? Absolutely. And so many people's stories is that they they reached this point where they got really sick or ill. Right. And then they finally Mm -hmm. did something about it. They got pushed no longer what they're experiencing or were accepting as normal and had to do something about it. And that's the same for me. So about uh, five years ago, my appendix ruptured and it was because I wasn't eating the right foods. So that led me on this journey of trying to figure out what is it that I, that I really need up until that point, I was not feeling well. Life was a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. with depression, with brain fog. I didn't even have the ability to read a book. If someone's like, you should read a book, I, say, I I can't because, you know, if I look at it, I fall asleep. It's such a strain for me. I don't need glasses, but I can't focus. I have to read a page over and over and over. And I felt mm-hmm. like there was something wrong with me, that I was broken. And what I've since discovered is that I was eating the wrong foods. And once I changed all that, now, I've been able to create an incredible business. 
I've been able to go back and get an education. I've been able to do all these things that I never thought I could simply because I started giving my body what it needed so it could function optimally. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, I guess, who, you know, know that they want to do something more, know that they want to create something for themselves, for their families, um, for the world at large, there is a good chance that unless they have taken note of issues like nutrition and so on, that Mm -hmm. they are just letting things get in their way that have no need to get in their way. Right. Right. So it's, it's almost a hidden struggle. You feel like you're hitting a wall, but you're not sure why you keep trying all these different things. And until you finally try something with nutrition, which we're not taught that we're not encouraged to eat in a way to think more clearly or to find mm-hmm. resolve. Right. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't even think about it. And that, yeah. So like how you started our, our conversation, it's thinking about the food that you're eating to help you get the result that you really want. And so from your perspective, again, Robert, I just keep it, you know, trying to um, look at your journey because you're a great example of how things can change for somebody when they make these changes. Um, So would you say that without having taken these steps, without having made these changes, that you would have been capable of going out there and uh, doing the planning and doing the work and the legwork and the research and all the other things that go into starting a business? Or would you have, um, would would that have been too overwhelming for you? It would have been too overwhelming. I truly believe I would not have been able to do it because what I was eating was holding me back. Mm. And it was like I was putting the wrong fuel in my car and wondering why I was going so slow. Mm. So could I, could I do it? Yeah, maybe, but it would have felt like going uphill with, you know, a, you're pulling a, a tractor trailer or something, right? Yeah. And you just don't have that the right tools or equipment to do it. Yeah. So can it be done? Yeah. But why are we struggling? It takes willpower, doesn't it, to, to struggle through on, on that, um, that kind of fuel. Uh, and of course, so many of these things as well, they're, they're habit, aren't they? People eat the same things out of habit. Correct. And then that's where the thinking about it, I guess, comes in, that we have to reassess what we do on a daily basis. And I suppose from a, from a neuroscience point of view, that's not something that we're always <laughs> that willing to do because making changes is sometimes hard. But what's the trade-off? If making the change is hard, where does the payoff start to become evident? There are little small wins that make it easier, right? So the initial idea, if you're planning out your journey, can feel overwhelming and scary. But you're Mm -hmm. not going to do it all in one day, right? You're going to do a little bit at a time, small steps, and then identifying what is the easiest thing you can do today to make that happen because you're right it is it is hard and our brains are wired to find the easiest route possible we want to be safe and we want life to be easy and comfortable it can be and when you work with the right coaches for specifically nutrition it's a lot easier than you could have ever imagined and that's as simple as making sure you're getting enough water each day that's such a small simple change right Mm, but if we're not doing it is it because we don't, we haven't put things in place to make that happen. 
Or is it a misunderstanding of how much we actually truly need? Or a lack of knowledge on what is causing dehydration and how to avoid that, right? And even what it feels and like, just, I mean. Right, right. What does it like? Is what I'm experiencing, is my chronic fatigue or aches and pains a result of being dehydrated? And quite often, yes. Mm. And of course, our brains need so much water, you know, I mean, they're like 73% water or something like that. So water, any, and fat. yeah, yeah, water and fat, exactly. And any dip in that has an impact on us. So, you know, it, it's, it really is something that um, a, along with understanding how the, how the brain itself works, and what the kind of the thinking processes are, knowing what the correct nutrition and fuels, as you put it, like the car, that's equally important because, you know, you can know all the tricks that the brain is pulling, but that's like learning how to do donuts with nothing in the tank. Exactly. Exactly. Very good. You know how to do a donut. Now, how about if you put some fuel in that car? <laughs> in terms of getting to know yourself and feel more integrated as mm -hmm. a human, yeah. Would you say that this journey towards observing and realizing what it was that was going on in your body and how that um, could change your your view of how things were going for you, um, has that been important in terms of the, the path that you've subsequently taken? So building the correlation between what I'm eating and how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. has it has helped me on my journey personally because now I have this passion to teach others this. Mm -hmm. um, but having that correlation shows me that I'm able to do this in other aspects of my life, how things are are put together, how how even making decisions makes me feel. Or, you know, am I doing this because I want to feel good? Am I doing this because I want to feel educated or I want to help someone else? So, yes, building these sort of correlations have been life-changing. And it, it takes some work, but it has proven to be so rewarding. And mm -hmm. like I said before, it's work, right? And we're hardwired not to... put. We want to put forth as little amount of effort as possible to get the greatest result. Mm. So as we make these small changes habitual, it does become much easier and the rewards become much greater. Mm. And in terms of, um, let's say, your interactions with others um, and your mm. emotional responses to things, have you noticed a difference uh, between the Robert before the nutrition, I guess, changes we'll we'll just call them in, in this yeah. stage and the robert who is now able to um work with clients and friends and family and all that is that is that a different type of person completely different you ask my friends and my family i am a completely different person i'm robert 2.0 <laughs> and remarkable when we aren't getting the food that we need how we become irritable and moody and our patience wears thin easily. Our tempers are very short. I feel as if I'm able to let more roll off my back. And maybe that's some of the, the neuro training that I've learned along the way. But I do know for a fact that if I'm not getting hangry, life is much more 
pleasurable. So hungry, angry, right? Drops. Mm -hmm. And now the only thing that you can do is about getting food and you push everyone and everything out of your way Mm -hmm. until it happens. We've all seen those snicker commercials, right? So (laughs) that alone, learning how to regulate my blood sugar has allowed me to be in a better disposition and people enjoy being around me a little bit more. Yeah. And of course that's, you know, it's, it's so, um, our, our prefrontal cortex is so glucose hungry that if we're not eating properly, if we're not getting, um, that energy for it, it does, as you say, get hangry. And then of course, you know, we just, we know we need something in the body and we just put the first thing to hand rather than actually thinking it through and going for the right thing. Yeah. And what you said is that our brain is so glucose hungry, right? Mm-hmm. That does not mean eating sugar. <laughs> the, the body has a very powerful way of converting that stored energy. What is, you know, all the, all the fat on your body has been stored to be used later, but we're not tapping into that. So you don't actually have to eat sugar. You have to give your body that opportunity to tap into those stores to convert it back into the glucose to be used. It does that on its own. It does that with protein as well. So avoiding sugar may be, is much more beneficial for you than consuming it so you can think clearly. Yeah. So it's like the quick fix or the long fix. Right. And that quick fix is not, it's not good. (laughs) It's not good (laughs) because it ends up causing a lot more brain fog and a lot more damage in the long run. So yes, drink a Coke, get that caffeine, get that sugar. Now you can like think quickly and easily for five minutes, but then trying to get back, trying to recover from that is going to take you hours. It may even ruin the rest of your day. Whereas Mm. if you had had a handful of mixed nuts with maybe even some dried berries, if you wanted that, it gives you that energy and it's going to be long lasting. It's going to be sustainable and you can build upon that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a, it's a bit like, um, it's that thing of, you know, putting nitro in the tank or something. It's, it's that quick sprint, but it doesn't actually last very long. Right. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of, in terms of the people who are listening to this, who might again be thinking of setting out on this journey, um, what would be a simple thing that they could try to see if they can make a difference? Um, you know, maybe like something that would work over the course of a week or a couple of weeks that they could say, okay, you know, I can actually see that this is making a difference to my energy or my thinking or my mood. And I feel like I'm in a better place and stronger for having done this to go forward and to make more plans and to actually see myself mm-hmm. taking action. Yeah. So the first place that I start with with everyone is Mm. hydration. And we touched on that a little bit. So our goal is to drink approximately half our body weight in ounces of water a day. And I know that where you are, it's liters, right? Um, Liters and stones. We we, we can't actually pick. (laughs) We've got metric and imperial going on together. It's really confusing. (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) Converting that is a little bit trickier, so you do have to do it with the way that I said because the calculations have been proven to work. So half your body weight in pounds 
um, you're going to drink that many in ounces. I weigh 160 pounds. I'm going to focus on 80 ounces of water a day. And then just break that down over the course of the day, not in one sitting, not at the end of the day before going to bed, trying to catch up. And just by simply amount of water that you need each day has a profound impact on your very good, on your ability to um, think clearly, to be able to flush out the toxins that actually cause brain fog. Yeah. Um, I, so <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, I'll, like I'll, I'll just, just tell um, people what I was doing there because I have um, recently discovered, I, I, what do you guys call these jars? Mason jars. Mason jars. So it's like a, a little cup with a lid on it and a straw as well. They're they're not exactly traditional at this side of the pond, but I've discovered these and they're so good for just keeping a drink on the desk. Um, so right. I'm much more likely to keep sipping through the day when I've got this and knowing that it's not going to fall over and <laughs> fry my exactly. fry my Mac or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely a sound investment at one pound forty nine. In <laughs> And look at what you did in making it easy. Like it's in your line of sight. You can remember to do it. You found a method that is pleasurable. You enjoy that. You're tickled by, by you found a solution, right? Absolutely. It's habit stacking all out. (laughs) (laughs) So when you put these things together, it really helps make that habit or it makes that practice become habitual. Mm. And that's, what's really important. So Beyond just water, the other thing is reducing your amount of refined carbohydrates as much as possible. Carbohydrates are not bad. We need them. The refined carbohydrates hit our body differently, which means they spike our blood sugar. The blood sugar comes crashing back down. Now our hormones are all out of balance. Our energy is out of balance. It impacts our weight, our sleep, our emotions. So the more refined carbohydrates, being flour, cookies, chips, pasta, cereal, right. The more that we can avoid those or limit those in our diet, the better off we will be. We want to eat unrefined carbohydrates like whole vegetables and Mm -hmm. fruit. So all of our plants are going to provide that, but we don't want them refined. We want them in their as much in their natural state as possible. And that so, just doing that is tremendous. Okay. And um, just before we wrap up, Robert, can I ask you if people wanted to go out and buy a book or something or find someone that they could read up on this about, is there something that you'd recommend as a really good starting place for people? That's a great question. Yes. One of the books that I read on my journey was by Max Lugarve, and I'm butchering his last name. Uh, we'll put the information in the show notes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So the title of the book is called Genius Foods. Oh, I like it already. And he teaches people, right? He teaches people what foods help improve their cognitive function. Excellent. And understanding why these are important and how they work in the body. But it's very approachable. He's done the scientific research. He cites everything. But it's presented in a way that's easy to understand and apply. So yeah, I would recommend going out and getting that book. Fantastic. That is amazing. Um, Really appreciate that, Robert, and all the information that you've shared with us. And 
what can we expect to see from you next, just out of curiosity? What's coming up in Robert's world for Robert 2.0? <laughs> I am working on a project, but I'm not disclosing it quite yet. But it is, it is helping future generations uh-huh. improve their, their eating habits. So understanding what to eat at an earlier, at the earliest stage in life, really. So that's, oh, that's the direction that I'm heading right now. Just a sneak peek. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. of course, because we have been talking for so long about all of these things, I'm sure we'll continue to do so. And maybe at a later date, you can come back and tell us a bit more when it's uh, ready to, ready to be announced to the world. Robert, listen, it has Absolutely. been an absolute, I'm excited about it. it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. And, um, as we mentioned earlier, we will put all your links and so on in the show notes. If people want to get in touch with you, is that okay? If people just say, you know, hey, Robert, I heard you on the podcast. Um, can I can I ask you about this or can you point me in the direction of that? Or it, what's the best thing to do there? Th- that would make me so happy. So I will give you my Instagram handle. Anybody can reach me on there. I have a website, but the best place to reach me is, is definitely Instagram. Send me a message. I want to hear about what you learned from the, today's podcast. I want to hear what sort of questions you have about nutrition in general. And I'm here to help guide you any way possible. Robert, you're an absolute star. Thank you again. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Everybody, thanks for joining us here on the Ambition Incubator podcast. Uh, You've been listening to Deirdre Morrison and Robert Cavalier. And I hope that you have enjoyed the show. And we will see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, your weekly source for brain science tools, tips and techniques. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. It's why I want to make sure that every single episode contains game changers with the potential to elevate your performance and enjoyment to the next level in all areas of life. If you want to catch up between shows, check the show notes for my links. Meanwhile, if you hit subscribe right now, you'll always be first to hear when the next episode is available. Until then, my friend, imagine the possibilities.